Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the Game by Show podcast. Today is September the 19th, 2018, and my name is Legrand. I'm joined tonight by Dale and Jeremy. Hello, Dale and Jeremy. Good morning. Hi, good evening. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Pretty all right. I love podcasts. Yeah. They're all the times of the day. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They're always good, good times all the time. That's true. It is true. So, uh, what's up? <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just listening to some podcasts. There are no other podcasts. Dale, what are you talking about? He's listening to Backlog. There's a really good one from um, from the um, London Review of Books that I listen to. That's pretty good. You should check that one out. That sounds awful. Is it a review of Warhammer books? Because that sounds like the only podcast you would listen to about books. No, that's, that's my next podcast that I'm going to create. The... Hey, I finished a book today. Speaking of books, I finished Whoa. a book called The Black Prism. Oh, I thought you meant like you did a finishing move on it, like a coup de gras on some book. <laughs> no? Like, Curb stomped it. Give us your review of this book that you finished. Uh, so it took me a while to read it. I've probably been reading it this entire year. That's about me. Like, I've got about 10 minutes on any given day to read a book, so it takes me months. I spent 10 minutes reading this book just today. <laughs> well, you know what? Heroes of Space Marine deserves to be read. No, I, I ended up reading uh, most of it at the end on the tread, or not on the treadmill, but on the bike at the gym. Uh huh. So good idea. I've never been able to get that to work. Like that is like the zen. If you can get there, is to do a bunch of other stuff while you're exercising, so that you don't have to think about the exercise. And that's and that's why I was able to you know get through. Like I I, I usually do not like cardio at all. Like I don't do it. And the book was able to get me through because I could do like 20 minutes a day of cardio, and it was okay. You should try audiobooks for cardio. Yeah, I, I've, I've listened to podcasts. That helps as well. Music does not help. I listen to music all the time while I work out, but not for cardio. Cardio, there's nothing that makes cardio fun. <laughs> uh, but reading makes the readings fun itself, therefore you forget about the cardio, right? Right. Yeah. I've done that before. I, I've read my Kindle while using a treadmill. Yeah, that's what I was doing. But it, it takes a little bit of getting used to. I'm on a bike, though. You have to... Yeah, that would work. And I was too. on my phone. Why not? I, I just read, like, uh, the, the news, and that makes me sweat plenty, and that's basically my workout. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad. Keep it up. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm getting an ab. An ab? <laughs> From reading the news. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Right. Cool, fellers. Well, uh, welcome to the show today. It's a day where we talk about uh, video games. I, I listened to the podcast on Sunday. Oh, did you? Was it good? Uh, it was fine. It's all right. Yeah. Acceptable? Yeah, it's fine. Good. I don't know. Did you feel informed? Uh, I did. I learned all about uh, Fortnite shutting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, rest in peace, Fortnite. It was good while it lasted. Yeah, it was good. It was a good episode. Um, so I haven't been on for a while. It's been a while since I've been on a Wednesday show. It has been weeks. a while. Man, you must have been playing a ton of video games. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I haven't been playing a ton of video games. But I have I have beaten a video game. What? I beat, oh, I beat Hollow Knight. I beat oh, wow. it. Uh, that game is cool as hell. That's probably one of the coolest games I've played in a while. It was super fun. Did it make you feel hollow? Uh, no, no, it was pretty good. It's pretty awesome. It's a uh, it's a really well done Metroidvania, and I know I talked about it the other uh, like I don't know a few weeks ago, but right. yeah, that game's awesome, man. Like it's a game that if you're into that style of game, uh, it's definitely worth playing. It's got a, a heavy focus on boss fights, uh, a lot of exploration, um, and it 
overall, like I was super satisfied with playing it. I'm glad I played it and glad I beat it. I did not 100%. It. I got about 80% completion, I believe. And I didn't beat the final form of the final boss to get the final oh. true ending or whatever. Nobody wants to do uh, that stuff. Because I, I, I got done and I'm like, okay, I knew there was something and I looked it up and it's like, it would have required like an additional, it took me like 26 hours to beat the game. So really, it's and like it, you didn't even play it. I know I didn't I didn't finish I'm like I'm out of here I don't have time for this so uh, so is it one of those that by the end of it you're like super powerful like all of the th- I mean I'm thinking of like Ori in the Blind Forest where suddenly you're like quadruple jumping and like you got homing shots that are uh, killing everything no I mean your weapon I mean you increase the power of your weapon and that's basically the extent of you getting more powerful it's more like you get better at just playing the game I think you do get more health um as you as you go on like you start at the start off the game with like three little bubbles of health and by the end you have i had like eight i think seven and you get more runes which make you more powerful in different ways but ultimately i ended up just using the same set of runes um at the end like i I had a set of runes that i would use when i was just exploring then i had a set of runes that i would use when i fought bosses uh the final boss ended up taking me about i don't know three tries to beat um man it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad it is all right is there an upside down version of the world uh no no there's not man what does this game have going for it then well uh you're a knight uh a hollow knight and you're hollow well you're actually trying to beat up the hollow knight. are you hollow like one of those <laughs> chocolate bunnies Ooh, kind of Ooh, kind i like of. that Ooh. The, the game has got a whole bug motif going on like you're in in the in the underground and you're yeah. fighting bugs and the bosses are bugs and a lot of the npcs are based off of different types of bugs and beetles and stuff so I think I I remember talking about how the game kind of turned me off at the beginning. Yeah. It's because it was a little slow to start, but probably by, I don't know, two hours in, it, like it really had its hook to me. I, after I started like fighting bosses and, you know, getting places, it turned out really, really cool. So uh, I would recommend it A+. It's got a great soundtrack as well. So the soundtrack's also on Spotify. So look it up. Oh, yeah. uh, and there's like four DLC packs that they've added. So I didn't really realize, but I was like playing like extra content that, didn't exist when the game first came out. So that's oh, cool. How did you get it? Not like, did you buy some sort it's of just part of it? And it's just, it was just, it was probably a Kickstarter. Oh. I don't know. It, it, it was like a uh, just free um, DLC packs that came out over the last year since the game came out officially on whatever it came out first. Okay. Um, so when the switch version came out just a few weeks ago, uh, it included all that stuff. So when I was later on, I was kind of just looking, you know, after I beat the game, I was kind of looking through wikis and like reading about the bosses and stuff like that. And, and it's like, oh, this is a boss that came in this DLC pack. And I'm like, oh, I beat that boss. Or, or I was reading what the DLC packs contained, and they were talking about bosses that I had beaten. So, like, uh, yeah. So they added a lot of new content, and I guess, so if you played the game, you know, a while ago, play it again, I suppose. Hmm. Um, anyway, so that game's right. cool. So y'all should play it. I played it on the Switch. 26 hours took me to beat it. 80% completion. And it would have taken me another 15 hours to probably, <laughs> I don't know, a long time to, to get the full... Yeah. Because the the final boss like required some pretty dumb stuff, yeah, yeah, pretty dumb. Uh, so the other game that I played since I beat that game, I'm like, okay, I gotta buy another Switch game. I ended up buying Dead Cells on the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is another rogue like game. So it's a, it's a, not only that, but it's an Egovania, isn't it? It's another like same kind of idea. Uh, ish. I mean, ish. it's got a couple things. Uh, I've only locked. I've been playing for quite a bit, and I've only locked like unlocked like one thing that allows me to traverse the world a little bit differently hmm. uh so it basically unlocked like an additional level that i don't really like to play because it's hard <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're off to a good start then yeah so this game is uh you're like a dude and you got your head chopped off and your head was replaced Whoa. by a thing 
And now you're like trying to, I don't know, kill stuff and get out of prison or something. I don't know. It's a story as old as time. Does your guy have like a guitar or a lute or something? Like, because I've seen the um, quote unquote box art, you know, like for this game on Steam. And it, it really looks like the lead character is like a stringed instrument of some sort. I don't think so, but let me look at the box art that you're thinking about and I'll tell you yeah. what it is. The other thing I've heard about this game is that it has procedurally generated levels. Yeah, so every level every level's different. Uh, well, you kind of go through the same uh, zone type, so the different same tile sets with the same end. So each of the areas that you go through uh, has... Um, you know, you go through the same tile sets in the same order. So the first one, you're like in prison, and the second one, you're um, up in a, like a little town. And then you get in, then you get into the ramparts, and then you get to a bridge, and then you, you know, so there's like it's kind of a set thing that you kind of go through. But each of the levels are different. Uh, they're, they're laid out differently. The enemies are the same types of enemies, but of course they're all laid out differently as well. And of course you're finding different items along the way. So the way that the uh, the rogue like elements work in this game is every time you start, you start from the beginning, obviously. But what you end up carrying over is uh, unlocks of items, um, which basically adds them to your game to be able to find. Um, and then you can also, uh, unlock the ability to kind of start out with one of your items randomly uh, that you have in your set. Um, and so as you play through the game and you're fighting enemies, enemies will sometimes drop cells and then you can spend cells on, um, unlocking new items or, uh, progression things like health flasks that you can use to kind of heal yourself through the levels. Um, and so as you finish each area, uh, you'll end up back at like a base, a home base type of thing where you can interact with some NPCs to spend your cells, uh, to upgrade yourself. But if you die, you lose all your cells and all your progress. And then you go back to the very, very beginning. Um, so I, most of my rounds have usually lasted between, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes before I die and go back to the beginning. Uh, and just barely before we started recording, I had one that lasts, I went like an hour and 15 minutes and it was like a really good run. Oh, oh wow. And I, I ended up getting this cursed chest and the chest, uh, gave me like a ton of different rewards, but it made it so that I, I had one hit and I would die. Like if I took one hit of damage, I would die. And, and then before, and it, I could lift that curse if I killed 10 guys. Um, so what happened? So I died. died. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually actually got two of those cursed chests. And the first one I actually survived. And then the second one I got uh, down to probably two enemies left to kill. And then some some asshole cheap shot at me and I ended up dying. I was, pretty, I was super pissed because I had this really, really awesome weapon. The weapons you'll get, uh, you have different weapon types that you unlock throughout. And you'll find different weapons and they'll have different modifiers on them. There'll be different rarities. Uh, you'll find different scrolls that you can use to boost the damage of specific weapon types. So there's three different colors. There's uh, red, which is brutality. There's survival, which is green, which is kind of healthy, health-based stuff to kind of help you regen health. And then there's uh, tactics, which is purple, which usually pertains to like your traps and stuff like that. Mm. And so when you find these different scrolls throughout the world, you can choose to upgrade one of those different things. Um, and sometimes you'll find a weapon that is like, you know, it's really awesome. It has tons of modifiers on it. Uh, a legendary we weapon, if you will. And I had one of those and it was amazing. And I was killing so, know, basically everything. So there may be a mismatch between what you're actually carrying or what equipment you've got versus the buffs you find. Is that right? So you kind of have to like match up like, oh, I've got this sword, but I have to get the buff for that sword. Right. But you can only hold. So you can basically hold two weapons uh, and then a grenade and a trap. Whoa, grenades. Uh, at any given time. Yeah. So, so is and, this like a swords and sorcery type thing or is it like a... Metal Gear, like what? What? What's the vibe uh, of this game? It's it's more of a swords and sorcery 
With grenades. With grenades. All right. <laughs> you know, they're like, uh, you know, wizard grenades. And by wizard grenades, I mean there's like ice grenades and... Zelda has grenades, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're bombs, yeah. I guess. Uh, so there's ice bombs and fire bombs. And then you can get like items that do more damage to enemies that are on fire. Um, and so you cast a fire bomb on them and then you burn the shit out of them with your weapon. Um, and uh, yeah, so the game's... Um, the loop is... It's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. There's tons of different items you can unlock. And so when you're in the uh, main hub, the main uh, starting area where you're talking to your NPCs and picking out your loadout and stuff like that, uh, there's like these little bottles that are floating in the air. They're being suspended. And each of those bottles will contain an item that you've unlocked. And there's probably 200 different things that are floating up in the air. And I've unlocked like maybe 15 items. So there's a lot of stuff you can unlock. Um, I'm assuming you can progress through the game and eventually beat it. Uh, I'm sure there's like an end boss. I ended up fighting one boss and it took me, I got to him twice. The first time I died and the second time I ended up beating him. So, so is the idea kind of like, like rogue legacy where you're kind of starting over and then just trying to get deeper and deeper just through your own skill, but maybe also some cool weapons that you find, or does anything carry over from different, different attempts? Uh, sometimes you can carry over some gold that you can use. You can spend some cells to unlock the ability to carry over gold. The gold is spent at shops to, um, unlock uh, weapons to take with you. Uh, the weapons have different like levels, so you can find at higher level weapons later on. Enemies, of course, have more health later on, so you need to find those weapons to be able to do stuff. Mm. Uh, but what carries over is is not is your unlocks basically. So it's like you're finding new weapons, you're adding them to the pool of weapons that can show up in your game, and then you're also you can also unlock the ability to start off with a random you know, weapons. That cool thing. Um, Mm. Yeah. So out of like all of the bows that I have unlocked, I will start off with a random bow um, of those bows that I can start off with. At the very beginning of the game, you have a basic crappy dagger and a crappy bow, Um, but you unlock bows and then you can start off with a random one. So if you roll well, then you'll get a good starting weapon set and then you can, and then you you can die with that weapon set instead of the crappy one. Yeah, so you can start off with a bit of an advantage, but yeah, the game is um, oh, super addicting. Is how do you how do you compare it to like Rogue Legacy? I mean, it's, it's based on kind of what you're describing. I mean, it seems comparable. Uh, Rogue Legacy was kind of like you had a dude and you carried over. Remind me, you carried over like like traits and stuff. See, but that's the thing is like you have spe- you, you sort of mentioned like some special rules. Like sometimes there would be I, I don't know. I guess I sort of thought of Rogue Legacy as like there was always like a real random element to your run. And I guess I sort of was getting that from from the random power ups that you were talking about. I, I guess I don't I don't feel like that in this game as much. It feels like it's more skill based than it is uh, relying on that random All right. thing. Yeah, it, it, I think I think the gameplay loop and the hook is like unlocking new weapons and new loadouts that you can then use. So you kind of start to learn like the traps that you want to use or the bombs and grenades that you want to use. And, you know, and if you find a really good one, then it's. You know, I I found a certain weapon type that I threw like firebombs, like little uh, like Molotov cocktails at enemies mm-hmm. and they would blow up and light them on fire. And so I would kind of like stay, keep my distance as far as I could and just huck those things at them and burn them to death. Um, huh. And the other times you get a weapon that does, you know, attacks really fast and, you know, sucks a little bit of health away and or you get health back as you attack. And so you have to run really close, uh, dodge around and you know, fight up close and to, you know, to do damage. And so it kind of just depends on how you want to build out and depending on what the weapons you find is what kind of determines right. uh, your loadout at the end of the right. day. But, uh, okay. 
but yeah, the game is super cool so far. I've played maybe, I don't know, four or five hours into it so far. And yeah, it's, it's kind of roguelikes for me are kind of those types of games where I play until I'm just kind of burned out on them yeah. and, or, or, and, or I beat them. Like I, I believe after I finally be- beat uh Spelunky, for example, we were just talking about this one. I finally beat it. I don't think I played it much more after that, you know? Um, like the and I think with this game, if I ever end up beating it, it might be hard to kind of keep me going. Yeah, try another run. You know, I I usually just get so like defeated that finally I'm like, I don't know, like Spelunky, Rogue Legacy. I, I never do well at them. But what about Rogue? Uh, no, but I used to play like on some old bulletin board systems. They had things like that that were Angband. Uh, yeah, yeah, or like uh, what was that one a couple years back? Dragonfin Soup was one that I did, and Tangle Deep, and. Yeah. So anyway, it's a good game. It's 25 bucks on the Switch. It's well worth it, I think. Uh, especially if you like roguelike. If, if you have enough money for Hollow Knight or uh, Dead Cells. Dude, they're both good. I think Hollow Knight's only like 15. All right. Maybe 20. Okay. I don't know. They're both great. But though. they're both, you couldn't, can't go wrong either way. Yeah. And the thing is, I wanted Dead Cells for a while. And I'm like, I got to beat Hollow Knight. If I got, if I get Dead Cells, I wasn't going to play Hollow Knight anymore. And I'm kind of done with Hollow Knight. So yeah, you know, rock and roll Dead Cells. Let's go. Yeah. Right on. Rock and roll Dead Cells is my favorite Wesley Willis song. That's pretty good. It's, uh, it's my favorite Wilson Phillips song. Nice. Okay. No, I don't know. All right, Dale. Why don't you let us have it? Give it to us. Well, this week is X week, so I thought I'd check out XCOM 2. Uh, Extreme! Oh you may remember six months or so ago when I played a whole lot of XCOM Enemy Unknown. And I do Enemy remember Within. that. Oh, yeah. You beat it, didn't you? I did. I beat both of those. I'm, now I'm, I'm going to beat XCOM 2 next. And then after that, there's an expansion for that one too. Uh, you know, this one, it, it basically, it feels like it kind of picks up like right where, in terms of difficulty, it picks up kind of where XCOM before it left off. So that's to say it starts out pretty, pretty um, difficult, pretty, pretty difficult as things go. And story wise, it starts you out from a, like a failure state, right? Yeah. It's interesting. It's, um, so it's, it's like, I think it's like 20 years after the first game and the premise is that uh, you lost <laughs> the first game. It starts and out the, from my playthrough of XCOM where everybody died and I threw a hissy fit and stopped. Yeah, exactly. And and so now the um, the aliens have taken over the world and now XCOM is like this um, guerrilla force that uh, moves around the world in like a shield helicarrier sort of thing. And um, you're you're basically trying to locate pockets of resistance fighters and then recruit them to um, you know like I said wage guerrilla warfare on the alien overlords. If you're flying around in a helicarrier, that seems like it would be really hard to be like a guerrilla. Well, you just you stick to like lower population areas so that uh, so that they don't see it. I park guess. it in a barn somewhere. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a little big for that. They park it out on <laughs> yeah. a step somewhere, you know, in Mongolia. But it's it's cool so far. So at the beginning of each mission this time, the idea is that your guys are in concealment. And so you can kind of move them around to the best position to spring an ambush on the, um, you know, the alien sympathizer or the alien mutant convert guards in the, in the area. And um, but otherwise, it's the same sort of like tactical combat. Um, but with a few new wrinkles. So now there's this one class that's, uh, it's a character class. Uh, so you know how before they had like sniper, heavy, assault, uh, support. Um, that's basically it, right? And they kind of broadly have those same character classes now, but maybe with a couple of others. Um, there's this one that's called the Ranger, 
which is funny because their whole deal is a melee attack, right? They can like get right up on you with a big sword or axe and do a lot of damage. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I had in the, the last mission I fought, I, it was the first time I'd come across one of these aliens, but it was like, it was like this mud monster thing, like something out of swamp thing or something. And it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. And I was like, man, that thing looks, I don't, I don't know what that thing's going to do. Um, so I, I had, uh, one guy over near where it appeared cause he had triggered it when he kind of like rounded the corner. And then I had him like take some shots at it and it maybe just did like two out of eight points of damage or something. And then I had my ranger who was like a little bit farther away. She's kind of a badass. So she's able to like sprint to the edge of her complete movement ability. Like the two, you know how the movement in that game works where it's like you get two points and you can either move one point and do an action or you can move mm-hmm. two points. Um, like run. Yeah, exactly. Dashing. Well, the ranger can combine her like dashing movement length with the like ranged. It's not ranged, but the, the melee attack with the sword or axe or whatever. And uh, so she did that and, and did like a big chunk of damage off that guy. So that was pretty cool. And uh, but otherwise, I mean, it's difficult, but so far I've been having a really good run. I have lost like, you know, only a couple of guys and I've had. Are like, you playing Iron Man? No, no, I learned my lesson on the first XCOM. Oh. No Iron Man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's real good so far. And, and I'm going to keep playing it. You know what's interesting? You know, Central. Oh, yeah, the sweater vest guy. Yeah, sweater vest guy. He's back. He's back and he's grizzled. He's, and he's like, he's, he's older and he's like got salt and pepper hair and like this, like, you know, five o'clock shadow and, uh, he's like, this time we're gonna we're gonna go and find him, Commander. He got Me. lamer somehow. He's like he's like older, <laughs> and he's like more of a square than he ever was. But uh, no, it's cool. Um, I like XCOM. I understand that it also has some good mods for it. Like, I believe there's actually a multiplayer mod for XCOM too, and like they, I think they've even done some. It has a multiplayer mode right out of the gate. Oh, really? How does that work? Uh, I think it's cool. Is it versus or is it cooperative? I believe it's versus. Well, the first game had it too. It had a versus mode. I remember that actually. <laughs> um, where like huh. you could you could pit your squads against each other. I don't think anybody ever did it, but it's it's there. Um, XCOM Two also has a more um, robust sort of character creation system because all your guys this time are um, they're wearing like you know just whatever they have laying around, right? So like there's all sorts of weird like t-shirts and like goth and punk aesthetic stuff and um like 1980s lost boys yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff like that because uh, because xcom one it was all like military uh you know flak jackets and all that sort of like power armor stuff later on down the line um but so far this is much more like uh uh red dawn or something <laughs> you know found things yeah but but you know so far so good so I'm going to keep playing on that. I finished Final Fantasy 14, guys. I beat it. Whoa. I won the game. How is that even possible? Well, you you <laughs> fight the boss, and then there's a bunch of uh, cutscenes for like two hours. That checks and out. And it rolls credits. <laughs> Two-hour cutscenes? Like Metal Gear Solid 4 style? Yeah, it was, it was pretty long. I So the, the mission that I went on to, you know, the, the final mission was itself like... I think it had a time limit of 120 minutes and I don't think we got near the time limit, but we were definitely in that mission. 
me and, you know, what started out as seven other people, we had one guy that dropped or like went AFK or whatever. We had to kick him. But luckily he was, I guess not luckily. I mean, he was one of the healers, <laughs> but luckily we got through it with only one healer. Uh, I, I play a tank. And so we had, we had another tank that had done it before. So he knew what he was doing. And then we had like four damage dealers and one healer, but we got through the whole thing after, I think it must have been 90 minutes. And the way that they do this is maybe a little bit inconsiderate to other players because they basically have to kind of like put a bounty out for um, other players to come and join like these story missions so that the players who are going through it the first time, like me, have people there to do it with, right? Um, But in this final mission, it's like, it'll be like you fight a guy or you fight through a a little area and then there's like a 10 minute cutscene. And then it's like, you go fight another boss or fight through another short little area. And then it's like another 10 minute cutscene. But you want to see the cutscene and everyone else is like, let's go. Well, there's no, you can't skip or anything. In earlier missions, you can, but in this, you cannot. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't let you skip it on this one, which I thought was weird. Because the first time I saw that little icon that indicates that this time the the dialogue is proceeding at its own pace and you can't skip through it. To me, that looked like it was like a losing connection loading sort of icon, which was a little bit weird. So what do your teammates think about this? Well, they were just chatting the whole time. They were like, oh, yeah, this uh, I've done this like 12 times today. Is it the bounty like that good? Yeah, they incentivize you. And in fact, they incentivize you even more if there's a new player playing, I believe. Yeah, which I, oh. I was not the only new player. I think there was at least one or two other people with the like little sprout icon by their name. How does, how does it feel like doing in like a month what it's taken me five years to do? I just talked about beating this game like last month and it took me five years. <laughs> I've been really enjoying it. And so I, I finished that last night after it was like a three hour session or something. It took a long time because wow. in addition to finishing the mission, in which then like, you know, all the other people got to disperse and go and do whatever they were doing. Then I still had like another hour of cutscenes. Exactly. It's not an hour of cutscenes. Um, it's like a. I think, I, no, I think it actually was like about an hour. Cause I remember looking at the clock and it was like nine 45 uh, when I was done with the mission. And then by the time I was like done with all the, the, the fallout of that, it was like 10, 30, 10, 45 probably. It was, it was a long time. <laughs> I might have been, uh, but it was still really long. <laughs> I did let the cutscene, I, I, the credits rather, I did let the credits. Play. I like how at the end they do that thing like at the end of A New Hope where it's like a convocation of everybody and it's like now the award ceremony for the hero of our land. <laughs> but then it gets like rudely interrupted at the end, right? Because like, everybody's like, the, the, the leaders of the three nations are all there and they're all talking about going forward. It's going to be like, we'll find the truth if we look in our hearts, everyone. I think somebody said that, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, like, there was like a mysterious roar from like yeah. off in the distance. It's the expansion. It's the expansion time. And then, yeah. And so that's what now the thing is like, um, uh, you know, getting into the expansion. It's like, you know, you, you have, you, have of, you started the expansion? I don't think I have. I think I'm in like the connective tissue of the expansion right now. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of where I'm at. Cause like right now the, like the scions of the seventh dawn, which are like the world saving right. group that you belong to right now, they're talking about like relocating their headquarters. So I don't know. Did you do that part? Uh, no, I, I was like, I was kind of tired of those guys by the time I was done with it. Honestly, I'm like, you know what? You guys can probably sort out the moving. I'm going to you tired of that blonde with her, with her halter top, oh, man. She's so hot. Minfilia, <laughs> Minfilia is like my video game crush, man. Oh yeah. Uh, there's lots of uh, good-looking, attractive women in that game. For some and you reason. know they're still made of MMO parts, so it's like, well, 
<laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, I, I keep I keep playing that, and that's all I really talk about this year, because because this week rather, because it's just been other than that, it's been like some spelunky and some like tactical uh, Warhammer stuff, tactical stuff, yeah, tactical stuff. So what about you, Jeremy? Well, all right. I'm glad you asked, Dale. Thank you. Uh, so I've been playing a couple things for free this week. Uh, one of the things that's free is not, it was on sale. In fact, it was on the Android store. And I will sometimes just trawl whatever is in the, you can actually, cat. I don't know how the iTunes store is, but uh, on, on the Google Play store, there are, there's a section for games and then there are subsections like premium games. So specifically the money games. And then inside that, there's a thing that's on sale. And a lot of times you're going to find stuff there that's like 99 cents or $2 that's on sale for zero. And I like to go through and just see what's in there. A lot of times it's garbage, but every once in a while you'll find, you know, something all right. In fact, I did not play, but highly recommend. I don't know what the price is, but uh, you guys remember that game Majesty, which was the fantasy kingdom sim where you were sort of like hands off on heroes. I love that that game. Oh, I lost so much time to that game. And the mobile version of it is actually really good. And if you're on Android and maybe it's on iTunes as well, but it's on some kind of sale. uh, Majesty, the northern expansion, which is a standalone expansion. Really good. Go go play it. Uh, if you're looking for a game on your mobile phone. I did not play that. Uh, I played instead a game that is actually like five years old called Tales of Illyria. And the thing that really attracted me to this, now listen to this. It is a fantasy RPG in the style of Oregon Trail. Right? And I'm like, all right. Yeah, exactly. Tell me more, right? So what the game ends up being is it's a combination of like the Oregon Trail and one of those sort of choose your own adventure, like um, fighting fantasy in the United Kingdom, but they had uh, Lone Wolf in the United States. Um, And it's a fairly fully featured kind of game. In fact, and you you really shouldn't judge games on this, but when you when you install it, it gives you an opportunity to download the, you know, the resident file and it'll go all the way up to like a gigabyte file. And you can say like, yeah, give me the give me the large install. So I was like, yes, give me the large install. I want to see. Does it, it say resident file? Resident file evil. Um, It's big, though, and it takes a little bit while to download. But luckily, because when you're waiting, they are very thoughtful and they let you open a PDF file of the manual, the like guidebook of Illyria. And it's a hundred page PDF. Mm. It's a hundred page PDF file. Uh, I greatly admire that. And I I looked at the first two pages. Is it an in-world PDF or is Uh, it a... No, it actually just links you and it downloads a PDF file onto your your phone. But it's 100 pages. I mean, it's and it's not like... I mean, I didn't look at all the pages. So how much does a 100-page PDF cost Uh, in download? I want to say it was like a few megs. Like, it wasn't bad. Um, but it was, it was a lot more than I was expecting anyway. And it seems like it's just this one dude. It's like some guy named Chad. Uh, cause when you, I'm going to say, Chad. uh, yeah, good, good old Chad, uh, Chad. Chad, Chad is really awesome because he made this game and maybe he made it by himself. I don't know, but Chad has a really, a pretty good grasp of, of grammar. And so like when he's like at the opening, when it's like, Hey, thanks for playing my game at the bottom. It's like, thanks, Chad exclamation point. It's like, he's thanking Chad. So I'm going to remember Chad because he's like, thanks, Chad. (laughs) Doyle rules. (laughs) ACDC, Chad. Um, No, but uh, so the game itself, though, 
actually really competent. Like, it's actually really good. There are a ton of art assets in this game. It's based a lot on travel, like in Oregon Trail. You want to get provisions. You need to have food. You need to have water. You need to have canteens to store the water. Then you've got to, like, find water to fill the canteens. Uh, You can hunt while you're traveling from place to place. Uh, You need to have furs in case the seasons change because it actually keeps track of the, the day of the year and the, you know, that sort of thing. And eventually the weather changes and you need to have furs otherwise you you suffer uh, like stamina detriments and things like that uh, there's encumbrance you can get horses to add more uh, you know, carrying capacity for stuff. Cause you'll find pretty quickly if you just start loading up, you know, you'll, you'll be moving very, very slowly, uh, as you move from place to place. So it's not like the whole game is one journey like Oregon Trail. It's just that the travel is like a big, a big deal. In fact, uh, a few weeks ago and, and even longer before that, I've talked about some of the, um, Realms of Arcania games that they remastered for consoles, at least for the PlayStation 4. And I talked about the travel in that and how it's like brutal. And, you know, presumably there's a there's a game there, but I just can't even survive the trip from one end of the map to the other because like random events will happen and that'll happen here too. Uh, a lot of decisions to make about are you going to help this person who's bleeding? Or are you going to talk to these people who are huddled around the fire? Um, you know, you can actually, there's a party system. So you can actually get people to add to your party. Sometimes you'll find some special rescue events and like, you know, now you've got a healer. Um, and, and then you, and I, I want to say you can get up to six people because you actually can, can sort your ranks, the people who are in the front rank and the people who are in the back rank. So you end up with something a little bit like the Bard's Tale or Wizardry. Um, combat is pretty straightforward. It's turn-based. And uh, most of it's controlled by AI, but you can give them instructions in between. When you get to different places, story happens. There's a lot of... In fact, one of the things is that they they advertise the game that it's got like two novels worth of writing. Uh, but honestly, it's kind of Chad writing though. So, you know, don't get too excited about it. Uh, thanks, Chad. But... Um, uh, the, the story is decent and I actually found the combination of all of these elements together. Um, you know, the, the set, uh, you know, the setup that you're, you know, you're a, you're a dispossessed king basically. And, you know, traveling to, to, you know, overthrow the, the, the empire or whatever. I mean, there's, there's stuff going on, whatever. Uh, the characters that you meet will have their own storylines. Your dude will react to them. And presumably some of them are optional you know, dialogue options and stuff. There's a ton of art too, like that gigabyte download file, uh, lots of like paper dolls, uh, lots of scenery and backgrounds. Um, none of it is like super duper high res. It almost looks like some of the, like the old 1990s, you know, like sprite based kinds of things. So stuff like this space Marines. Thanks, Chad codex assassins. Um, but you can get equipment, so you can have, you know, swords that have different, uh, durabilities and, and, you know, uh, quality, I guess, um, armor and helmets and amulets. Say the title of this game again. It's called, uh, Tales of Illyria. That's I-L-L-Y-R-I-A. Okay. And it's regularly 99 cents, I think. I mean, Is the it thing on was, PC or something? I don't, not that I'm aware of. I just, I mean, literally I just came across it in the, like the, you know, bargain bin on, on Google Play, but I've been pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by it. Um, you can save anytime. So as you're walking or whatever, you, you know, you have uh, a menu that you can go into and, you know, rearrange your party, cure status ailments and things. You have skills. There's a whole skill system for this too. Your guys can learn engineering and they can learn uh, alchemy and they can learn hunting and tracking. And those things, depending on the situations that you run into, will give you the ability to meet 
like status checks and things like that. And uh, it, there's just a lot going on. There's, uh, you know, multiple quests that you can be undergoing at the same time. I haven't figured out exactly, like it's a little bit vague about, you know, so as far as the travel goes, there is a world map that you can pick. And when you go from one place to another, it's like this is a 30 day journey to go from here to there. And so you're on the road and like you can rest and set up camp and dudes will find you and you're going to fight rats and you're going to, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. I've actually been really impressed with Tales of Illyria and it has a sort of addictive sum of all of its parts that uh, that really kind of resonates with me. Um, and I don't know, uh, it, there are, you know, it's not perfect, but it is a cool little experience that is well suited to mobile and... Um, I mean, it's it's older, but, you know, these games do stick around. I mean, we, we sometimes think about mobile as like, oh, if it's older than a year, then it's dead. But uh, and, you know, I guess on iPhone, that might be the case, because I know they've made some changes to the way those things work where you can't play older stuff, I, I think. Is that does that check out iPhone people? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, nope. iPhones if, are they're, great. if they're old <laughs> enough. Yeah. So I so I don't know on the on the iPhone side of things. I mean, I'm assuming this is on the iTunes store to begin with. Um, How do you spell Illyria? I L L Y R I A. If only I had a phone. Yeah. Oh, here it is. And it's uh, like I said, I think it's ninety nine cents because I got it for zero because it was on just like some sale. But uh, I'm really kind of enjoying it. And even if you pay the ninety nine cents, I think the sale might be off by now. But uh, look into it. Like it's sort of Jared's thing, you know, with his uh, like tales of the whales and you know Nantucket Beach and all the whatever things he plays. Yeah. Um, it is not on iOS. Oh, that's weird. It might, maybe it's on some other platforms. I don't know. Chad, Chad, if you're listening to the show, and I know you are, uh, thanks, Chad, first of all. Thanks, Chad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mark. There's there's episode one, two, and three. Whoa. I, you, I don't know if it's the same game or if it's like the whole thing split Hills into parts. Tales of Illyria, The Iron Wall. Wow. So maybe they've... What, Tales of Illyria, Fallen Night. What are the, the release dates one? on those? Are they later than 2013? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it seems to me like a good framework from which to base other games on. Uh, and, and it's just good. It's just good. So if you've heard anything that I've said and you've liked it, go check out Tales of Illyria on whatever platform you've got. Maybe it's there. Maybe it's, it's not. It's got episode three. Episode three is called... I don't think it's out yet. Episode three isn't out yet. You whoa, have time, Jeremy. Whoa, whoa, I can catch up and be up to date with the story. Yeah, episode three is coming out soon. Oh, my gosh. So that's okay. the first thing I've been playing, Tales of Illyria. Uh, second thing I've been playing is also a freebie, but it's a little more recent, and I decided that it was timely because uh, Square Enix has started to uh, get into pre-release hype mode for... Destiny Forsaken? Uh, World of Warcraft. Wait a minute. You said Destiny, Square Enix Destiny, and I said World of Warcraft. Like, what? Uh, we don't even know. What, what do you think? This is a games <laughs> podcast? We don't know. Uh, so they started to ramp up for Life is Strange, and uh, I was like, oh, you know what? There's that Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Time to play Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Um, it is also free, naturally free, on sale all the time for the low, low price of zero. And um, whether you have played the previous Life is Strange games or not, this is a decent thing to pick up and try out. Uh, you follow the um, uh, travails, I guess, of a young protagonist named Chris, who is sort of a Macaulay Culkin type. I notice he's kind of heavy-lidded. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of a skinny kid. And he really likes superheroes. His entire world is consumed by superheroes. And Don't Nod does a great job making up, like, generic superheroes. Like, it's kind of fun to see, like, all of the the brand, you know, the fictitious branding of the different shirts and things in the comic books. Super Mang. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Like, you know, Power Bear or something is, is one of the characters. <laughs> Dude, Power Bear. Uh, so yeah, I love Power Bear. Uh, I play that game. And so the thing is that Chris is, uh, I mean, I won't get into it too much, because the thing is, it's only, like, an hour, like, 
like hour and a half long. Uh, so, you know, don't even bother listening to me right now. Just go go play it. And then the time that it takes me to talk about it, you'll you'll have beaten it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> no, but let me just say a couple things about it, because he um, he's with his dad, single dad. And one of the things I really want to highlight again about Don't Nod's Life is Strange series is in contrast to something like Telltale Games. It's definitely stranger than that, right? Uh, well, it's it's just better, more well done, I think, in general. They're a little more ambitious with stuff. I mean, the, the you know, everybody knows that god-awful Telltale tool just needs to really be put out to pasture, and I believe they are doing that. Uh, but they even do things, I think, that are a little more subtle with their characters. I mean, when you meet, uh, like, a like a jerk wad character in a Telltale game, they're designed to, like, antagonize you, and, they're, you know, nothing you can do will please them, and, and whatever. And you kind of get the sense from Chris and his dad that the relationship is a little bit tenuous. Uh, you know, they've they've lost their their mother figure uh his mom isn't there anymore uh dad is a little bit of an alcoholic and so you're like oh gosh i'm like really going to be in trouble this is going to be angry dad uh you know all the time but it's not quite that cut and dried like the 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 father is you know you can tell that he he loves his son and you know it's not always like kid is he just kind of depressed or what he is yeah so you you really get a sense like they're not well off uh you you get some environmental uh you know of course they keep around all the paperwork for the different things and so you get to figure out kind of how they've gotten to where they are they're not well off and uh you know you you really get a sense for that that lower class like this is just like this kid living in his own little dream world and his dad's doing the best he can and it's not that great and you know, this is where we proceed from. Mechanically, the game plays a lot like Life is Strange. Uh, it does have, for, for Chris, he's got a special mechanic because he is the eponymous Captain Spirit. It's a character that he's invented and he, like, draws himself as, you know, doing all these things. And every once in a while, you'll run into an interactive uh, an interactive element where you can, like, do a power move. Like, you hold down on the PC, you hold down the E key, and it's like, I'm going to turn on the TV with my mind. Now, as we know, Life is Strange is a pretty supernatural, right? Like, that series has some some actual fantasy elements to it. How does that factor in with young Chris? Uh, what does that mean for, you know, his his imagination and, and how that manifests in the world around him? Uh, play The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit for about an hour and a half uh, and find out. Well worth uh, the time. And, uh, and some of the stuff that you do in this will presumably carry over into Life is Strange 2. So when you play it, play it on the platform that if you're going to be playing Life is Strange 2, I, I've just, I've played that series on PC, so I'll just keep doing that and... Uh, looking forward to when Life is Strange 2 is coming out. I actually did not play Before the Storm, so I'm kind of behind. Actually, I'm behind in the whole series, just like in general. That's the prequel, right? It is, yeah. It is the prequel to to the first game. So, so far they've done like a couple of half steps in between the first episodic game and now the upcoming Life is Strange 2. Um, but uh, very consistent. The music is really good. The soundtrack still has that very evocative, like, uh, like early 90s folk. Uh, there are a lot of introspective moments where, you know, you can sit down and listen, kind of like in, in the other games. Um, really impeccable soundtrack. They have stuff from like Sufjan Stevens and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just just really consistent, I think, with the series and, and really worth playing. Uh, folks, speaking of consistent in the series, uh, as you know, the Game Byte Show podcast is very consistently here for you twice a week. This, our midweek show where we've talked to you about video games is coming to a close, but fear not, because in just a few days, we'll be back to talk to you at the top of the week about video game news, new releases, and a special topic of discussion. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to say about the games that we've been playing, or if you'd like to share with us the games that you've been playing, reach out to us. You can find us on social media collectively at Game Byte Show. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. 
You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmthor. You can also find our fourth man and streaming buddy, Jared Redidon at R-E-D underscore I. You can find his work primarily over at twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow. Uh, we will stream at least once a week, and this past week we did a little bit of a multiplayer kind of recap. We played a little bit of uh, Black Wake, the pirate multiplayer game. Uh, we lost our butts. Uh, we also played a little bit of Destiny 2. Now that the, uh, the, the expansion Forsaken is out, we decided to play vanilla uh, Destiny 2 on PC and kind of looked at some of the features that came over on that. So you can check our archives of that stream over at youtube.com slash Show. We actually finished the campaign. Jared finally beat the uh, vanilla Destiny 2 campaign. So congratulations to our man, oh, Jared. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, with the fight with the what's-his-face at the end? What's-his-face. That's right. The boss. You beat the boss, and that's, <laughs> that's how the video game goes. There's a cutscene at the you end. You know, that, that game ended pretty cool, the original that. I like yeah, the ending. it was all right. Or the end fights. And Generally speaking, I think Destiny... I'm a fan of Destiny 2. I think they've done a pretty good job with it. They, you know, they don't always do it perfectly, but I think a lot of people are also very happy with this Forsaken uh, DLC, too. So, yep, good stuff. Well, they're happy with it for now until they Until they start. Yeah, exactly. Yep, for sure. Uh, and then, uh, apart from that, we want to just point you to our Extra Life team over at extra-life.org slash team slash show. We've got the uh, Extra Life streaming events coming up in the next couple of months, and we'd love to have you on board with that. Show off your skills, uh, get your friends and family to donate a little bit of money for the benefit of children's hospitals uh, in your area and nationwide, and uh, join us for playing fun games, and, you know, maybe we can even get something together where we can play with some folks. I think that would be a lot of fun, so uh, let's plan ahead for that. You can do that over on our Discord server. Find the link to that at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, it's an open invitation. Come on, join us, and uh, we do lots of fun stuff over there, including, as we always mention, uh, trying to hound out all the freebies and uh, good little discounts and things that you might be interested in. It's a good place to get notified for that stuff, if nothing else. Uh, folks, as I said, that'll do it for this episode of the Game Bite Show podcast. Look for us in a couple of days. We'll be back to inform you and delight you and edify you and entertain you. Uh, until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Be seeing you. Okay. Be seeing you. I was yawning, sorry. Chewbacca growl. Look for sympathy